0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: My ultimate dream is to really put Pacific Islanders up there and, you know, in the industry. I used to not think
0: that I could make it up there, but um, I'm looking at taking my music to the top.
2: You know, the aim was to go into this and give it 100 percent and... That's what we did. We didn't worry about being the first Islanders to be in a band that won Best Band or being the first in anything. It was just, we just wanted to sing, yep. wasn't
3: it? Yeah. it's years later that we realised the impact that we had. Across the Pacific, women and girls are singing their hearts
4: out. Are you one of them? Do you sing in church or for your friends and family? Do you look to stars like Beyonce, Rihanna? and Whitney Houston, and hope one day you will be just as big. And when you sing the songs of the great beavers of the world, how many of those are Pacific Islanders just like you? I'm Hilda Wayne. Sisters, let's talk about Pacific Island women in the music industry. Two of the biggest voices in the Australian music industry are Tongan sisters, Vika and Linda Bull. Their mum migrated to Australia where the sisters were born, but they never lost their Tongan roots, especially their love for music. A lot of emerging Pacific Island singers
2: would love to follow in their footsteps. So where did it all begin for the sisters? When I left school, I wanted to be a singer. I didn't really enjoy school. I just wanted to leave school and join a band. And mum said, over my dead body. <laughs> I didn't struggle and come to this country for you to join a band, you know. You know, and, and Fair enough. <laughs> so I had to make a deal with mum. I went off and got you know, went to business college and got a got my qualification as a legal secretary and then I joined a band. And it basically went from there. And then I got Linda to come along with me. I said Linda was at university studying to be a, a teacher and art teacher. Art teacher. And she didn't really enjoy it, so I said, Come sing with me. And then it just started there.
3: Yeah, exactly. So Vika was always, she had the, the fire in her belly. She came out singing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> As women, how difficult was it for you to break into this industry, the music industry in Australia?
3: Ooh. And more to that, Islander girls. <laughs> mm. We didn't really think about, we didn't it. think
2: about it. We just
3: did it. But the strength in the end was the fact that we were together. You know, when there's two, it's hard to kind of come up against both of us. Vicar is also very fierce by nature and would go into bat for us if she felt like we were being taken advantage of. In a situation where, you know, men would sort of talk over the top, I don't, they would. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to hide it here. They'd go, you should do that, you should stand here, you should do that. Or, you know, if they were too pushy, Vicar would stand up for us as one voice, but she spoke for both of us. I in the background would do that behind the scenes with um, our pay or if I felt like we were being taken advantage of. So because we worked as a team and because we were always stuck together, that was a really huge advantage and we were generally treated
2: very, very well. When we started, those singing, you know, we it was like everything. We didn't think about being Tongan, you mm. know, the first couple of Tongan girls that broke into the Australian music scene. We didn't kind of think about that. It was just... We just want to sing. We just want to sing for a living. It's singing is our passion, you know. The aim was to go into this and give it 100%. We didn't worry about being the first Islanders to be in a band that won Best Band or get an award for this or get an award for that or do, being the first in anything. It was just we just wanted to sing. We didn't mm. think about anything. That was the only thing on our mind, yep. wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it's years later that we realised the impact that we had because we are on TV a lot. Yeah. And so yeah. we had, you know, young girls or young people come up to us and say, you know, that was really important for me because at that point I couldn't see anyone that looked like me on TV. That never occurred to us, but it was lovely. That's true, because, you know, we used to watch MTV and there was really
2: no... no Apart from Bob Marley. No, well, not, no, even before Bob Marley, there we were no black acts when we started watching MTV, you know. It was like, well, we're, we're all our people, you know. <laughs> Why aren't
0: they on MTV
2: too, you know. you really shot to fame with the uh,
4: Black
3: Sorrows. What impact did they have on your career? They brought us into the mass, you know, the the mainstream. Before that, we were just singing around in the clubs in Fitzroy and where we grew up in Melbourne and St Kilda and, you know, cutting our teeth in our early band. But when we joined that band, everything changed overnight pretty much. They had a hit record and that put us, you know, on the charts. It gave us massive audiences. We toured the world eight times and not just in Australia, but, yeah, I mean, we went to Norway, we went to America, we went... Um, we went all Sweden, over all over Scandinavia, a lot. And we toured Australia many, many times as well. So just travelling and, and getting out there and learning how to sing in front of different people gave us an audience that's still mostly kind of listened to our music today.
4: The industry, it's very male-dominated. Mm. How much has changed since you started out?
2: Oh, it's not so male-dominated anymore. There's a lot of female acts, you know, that are very successful. You know, it was tough in the beginning, but... Yeah. Um, you know, we were constantly surrounded by men, um, especially when we joined the Sorrows. The record company was all run by men. You know, management was men. Now we have a manager that's a woman. We've been a record company with women are in, you know, have great positions in the company. Yeah, All the crew were men back then. Now it's sort of half mm-hmm. and, like our, our band now, it's like 14 people. Seven are men, seven are women. Wow. And we didn't do that on purpose, Hilda. It's just the way it worked out because so many more women are involved in the industry now yeah, you know, in all sorts of positions. So it's wonderful to have lived that and sort of seen it change and evolve, you know, and a lot of mm-hmm. people doing amazing things, making beautiful music, a lot of girls, you know, Telling their story and getting up and singing it and rapping it and doing all sorts of things and
3: yeah, more opportunities too because you know of the social media and the way that the industry has changed, they can't be stopped. You know, they don't they don't go oh you know you need to go and put on a tighter skirt or whatever to get on you know to get signed to this label. No, they just do it. It's good. It's yeah, better.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I yeah it has changed. You know the yeah the old days, the old fashioned way of like ah uh, you know. You don't look right. You don't look right, or you know, yeah, you're not wearing the right thing, or you know, it's like it's it's different now. You know, even body shape, it's like great, great. You know, if you put a, you've got a bit of a weight, who cares? It's like <laughs> you know, that all yeah, you know, that
4: that should be the way, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's it's the talent that should shine through. That's it. You know, that's it. Can you sing? That's you know? all you need to <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can you play your instrument? You know. <laughs>
4: And what is wonderful to see is the number of Pacific Islander singers in Australia now, particularly women in so many of the singing competitions on TV. Oh, yeah. Oh. And many might think that this is a way to break into the industry. What's your advice? What would you like to say, advice would you like to give to a young girl uh, listening
2: now, whether she's in Tonga, in the Pacific, or even oh. in Melbourne? Oh, look, I, I hate those shows. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, a, it's, it's hard. You know, they think that they're going to go on a show like that. Sure, they'll get recognised. They'll get they'll get their five minutes of fame while they're on television, and then the minute that show's over, it's it's nothing there's nothing happens. You know, mm-hmm. so you know there's all sorts of things you have to do to to get heard. Even Linda and I today, as established artists even to get played now on the radio is difficult it's 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 a hard industry it's tough you have to have a thick skin and that is not going to make you a star for a long time it will quickly but for longevity i i don't know i think they chew you up and spit you out
3: i worry about young female a uh, young artists you were saying pacific Island, islander girls and 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 any um, person who wants to get into the industry i think they have to be prepared and there's nothing that can prepare you for exposure to that many people. And if you're chasing fame, it's a very short chase because Mm. fame is not all it's made out to be. I think they should concentrate on the creative side and making themselves be really good at what they do because no matter what happens, whether they're famous or not famous or in or out of fashion, the talent is the thing that stays with you. And I think that is the advice I would give. That's right. And you
2: being in control Mm. of your own destiny, once you get into that big machine, they take over and Mm. then, you know, they'll try and Mm. mould you or sing songs you may not necessarily want to sing. So you really got to just be strong and just go, okay, this is is what I know I can do and I'm going to follow my dream, my way, you know. And speak up. Because there are so many ways you can do it now. You don't have to, you know, with, with social media and with the internet, you know, it's like people can find you. Yeah. Yeah. It's Look not, at us. That's what just, happened to
3: us. Yeah, that's mm. right.
2: Well, that's how we got sort of, I think, our second life again was when lockdown happened and we did the Sunday sing song and we went back to our roots. We just sang a song with one instrument in our house. And then that reach on social media, Facebook and Instagram, was huge. And so it... Gave us sort of a second
3: win, but that that, that's, that goes back to what we were saying about these talent shows. If we had practiced a lot as kids, we be, became the best we could be at what we were doing. So when when it hit the fan, we had that. We had that grounding. We had that mm-hmm. talent. We had that practice. We had that process, and we knew that we could rely on it when everything else was taken away. That's Tong and Linda and Vika And we chatted for
4: a lot longer, so I'll bring you the rest of our conversation in a few weeks. This is Sisters Let's Talk with Hilda Wayne. It's true that TV talent shows don't offer most contestants the instant, lifelong riches and fame that they promise. But if you're an emerging musician, singing competitions are still a worthwhile way to get noticed. ABC Radio Australia's Pacific Break is the biggest music competition in the region. It's a search for the best, original, unsigned talent and the winner will get to play at Womwed Lade, a major Australian music festival. Fiji's Vika Melody, Tuisa Wow, was the competition's youngest ever entrant back in 2019 when she sang Giver of Joy under the name Vika and Friends. She remembers the first time she sang in front of a crowd.
1: I remember one morning, or I can't remember if it was morning or afternoon, my dad came to my room and just, he just asked me all of a sudden, do you want to like take part in praise and worship at church? I don't know why I got a shock all of a sudden. I just, I started panicking because <laughs> it's such a big role, you know, to be part of the praise and worship Team and be up front and lead everyone in praise and worship. So I think that's why I was panicking when he told me. Um, But then you know he he talked me through it and said that it would be a great learning experience and to use the talent like the talent that God has given me. So that comforted me and I I said yes. Um, And then I had uh, I've been singing in church ever since then and um, I've loved it. I think my first song was probably. Lord, I lift your name on high. That was the first song at church. But the first song, when I was little, I I would always hum to Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You and like Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby, I think. (laughs) Yeah.
4: That's some big songs.
1: Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, really good. It was just like me humming little, like little tiny bits of trying to, imitate their whistles and runs. I think I remember just always watching their facial expressions. I would watch at, at home I'd watch their their tours. I think um dad had gotten me DVDs of their tours and had um live concerts. So the live music, I would watch the live performance of the songs and I would love how they throw their hands wide and um belt the notes and also have that facial expression that expresses each words in the song. And so I'd always try and um, do the same thing. So I think it's always the emotions that the artist puts into the song that makes me love music even more.
4: You spent 10 years living in Vanuatu and this is when you got to know someone who is a bit of a household name across the Pacific. uh, Vanessa Kwai. Yes. Tell me how all (laughs) this came about.
1: I was a huge Vanessa Kwai fan ever since I could remember and so alongside um the DVDs I would watch at home like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey I'd watch Vanessa Kwai as well she did a tour I believe in Europe like a competition and I watched that religiously and would like go through all the runs and the the notes she do. So I, I loved Vanessa Kwai. I still do. And she, somehow, my dad knew her dad. And then things happened. I was in her music video called uh, Yandra Mai. And I danced in that one. So yeah, gradually, we just got to know each other. And then I eventually attended her vocal classes. I'm so grateful. She was like, the best vocal teacher. She helped me find my voice and how to use it.
4: You entered the Pacific Break competition in 2019 and the the youngest entrance at just 12 years old. What did that experience have on on yourself uh, in your singing?
1: Uh, I think it opened my mind up more. Like there are lots of opportunities there, you know, so just take it and show what you've got.
4: What are some milestones in your scene so far that you are most proud of?
1: Definitely the V5 band I'm in. That's like honestly the the biggest accomplishment for me that I'm I'm so proud of and I hold close to my heart. We're a band of four right now because the fifth member uh we, we're still trying to find. But it's me, Jasmine, Leah, and Sebu, my brother. And um, Jazz and Leah, they're like my sisters. So, with them, we entered that competition, taking part in this competition called the Domovo Tale com- Competition, or made our first song, Mango Tree, which is uh, basically a story about our childhood in Vanuatu and how we always used to play under this mango tree. So, it's very nostalgic. Honestly, it brings me so much joy. I feel so comfortable and I'm grounded all the time. I'm with them because there's lots of ideas coming from each person. And when I was younger, it would probably would have been harder for me to accept those ideas.
4: <laughs> You're not old yet.
1: <laughs> no, no. But like just like you know it's You're wiser, <laughs> now yeah. it's different because I've I've been with these um three like for the longest time and just growing with them, I've uh, we've all grounded each other.
4: That's wonderful. Mm. It's it's a tough business. So, what are some challenges that you face being young and female?
1: Um, I think it's the how you're probably getting looked down upon a lot. It's um, being young and female in this industry your ideas might be put on hold for a second and then like they probably go to somebody who's older or like a male person and look at their idea first and then come to yours or they probably won't hear you out first. And I think that's why that's probably a challenge here in this industry that hopefully gets broken.
4: <laughs> Do you have any tips for emerging artists trying out for a competition like the Pacific break?
1: Um, don't think twice about it. Just, just go for it. You know, put it out there. You don't know what's going to happen. All you can do is give it your all. So if you're having um, second guesses about it, just, just go for it because yeah, that's what we did. We had so we were overthinking about releasing mango tree into the competition that we took part in. And then um, we just said, you know what, what could happen? And then uh, we we won that competition. So, yeah.
4: Well done. Where do you want music to take you? What is your ultimate dream?
1: My ultimate dream is to really put Pacific Islanders up there and, you know, in the industry and just have our place in the industry, just have open doors for all other young artists who are wanting to put their music out, who are still jamming in their living room. Yeah, I really want the islanders to be up there.
4: That's Vika Melody Twisa Wow, who at just 12 years old was Pacific Breaks youngest entrant back in 2019. ABC Radio Australia runs the competition from October to November each year. <music> Abedin or Abby, got a lot of exposure when she was first runner-up in Samoa Star Search in 2019. Like Vika from Fiji, Abby grew up singing in front of big audiences through her church.
0: I was very confident singing in front of a lot of people from a very young age. And then growing up to um, when I was about 16 years old, I was chosen to sing in front of uh a church conference in front of a lot of people. It was very nerve-wracking, <laughs> but um, I just leave it to the Holy Spirit and God to lead me throughout the the whole conference. So yes, that was something else.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and you write your own songs. Where do you get your inspiration to put your music together and write them?
0: My inspiration is uh, past relationships. <laughs> from past relationships um, to reason to one. And also when I write um, songs about relationship, that's where I gather um, a lot of lyrics from um, past experiences and to really nurture them into um, to the youth nowadays, just to encourage them to Whatever happens in the past, because we all go through heartbreaks and everything, whatever happens in the past, we don't have to dwell there and we have to move forward. But when I write music about family, it's really about within my family.
4: And you're also working apart from singing. How difficult is it trying to make a living from your singing in Samoa as well? Uh,
0: it's not easy <laughs> because we have a little um, little resources here in Samoa. And we don't really have contracts to expose talent overseas. Only when someone wants to collab with you throughout um, your music journey, then that would be great as well. But uh, so far, um, I haven't uh, officially started my YouTube channel. My most recent and past songs are under the recording of Best Records on YouTube. For my new song, Coming Soon, It's a duet and it's gonna be my first song to um, open my YouTube channel, which will benefit me as well. Well, within um, working through uh, the music production here in Samoa, I do spend money on uh, recording a song and also money on making the music video, um, which I don't mind because I, I really want my songs to get out there just to purchase a start from the bottom and, you know, going to the top. Mm. <laughs> so, yes.
4: in this a big competition that runs on TV in Samoa, uh, Samoa Star Search. You were first runner-up yes. in 2019. What impact uh, did that have on you and your dreams? It impacted me a lot. Samoa Star
0: Search had, uh, had opened uh, new doors for me to... Uh, finally write music and produce them as well to sing publicly on television that was something else something different
2: Good on you. and
0: um <laughs> yeah and star search had um uh had really helped me to um have some confidence in me and to be comfortable with any kind of song that I can sing I had a high range, but it, um, I never thought that I would um, reach vocals like um, Celine Dion and Beyonce. Because I used to, I sang those songs within the competition, and it was really uh, moving for me to know that, uh, wow, well, someone in Samoa can do that as well.
4: <laughs> so that's, that's pretty special.
0: Yes, thank you. And uh, I was surprised myself that I could reach that, <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs> which is
0: great. Be- yes. Um, within the final, um, I sang uh, Celine Dion, uh, um, the, the, one of the popular single called All By Myself. I really had to gain the confidence to really <laughs> sing that sound because it's really high. <laughs> and thank God that it ended well. <laughs>
4: that is amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> How important are these competitions uh, for budding singers and musicians in Samoa? It's really to expose
0: your talent. They don't really offer. I think they used to offer contracts before, but within our competition, we didn't have contracts. Access to contracts afterwards, but um, it, the competition is very useful for people who think that they don't have confidence in them. People who think that they. They can't sing enough. (laughs) But um, Samoa Star Search has really um, helped the young people here in Samoa to know their talents and to really go out there and do it.
4: (laughs) And Aberdeen, where do you want your music career to take you?
0: I used to not think that I could make it out there. But um, I'm looking at... um, exposing it to or taking my music to the top and that's um where my goal is right now
4: what's the top in your mind
0: well it's a big dream let's say um worldwide
4: artists yes good for you that's the top yes (laughs) sky's the limit go for it yes (laughs) That's Samoan singer and Samoa star search runner up Abby. This is Sisters Let's Talk with Hilda Wayne. You might have already seen the videos of Solomon Island singer Casey and the Ina Maori Pen Pipers band doing covers of hit songs. One of my favorites is their cover of Taylor Swift's You Need to Calm Down. Casey is 18 year old Cassandra Salinger trying to make it as a professional musician in Solomon Islands, is tough. Casey told me recording the incredible videos is fun, but it costs money. And live performances don't pay enough to cover the costs. And she says it's tough being a woman in the industry.
5: Here in the Solomons, it was was very hard because men usually dominate.
4: But music is her passion. All her life, she's been singing with her parents, doing karaoke in the lounge room and honing a craft with her biggest idol, her big sister.
5: She's right there to help me. Oh, you're going you're gonna to sing the song like this? You're going to do it like this? You're going to do it like that? And she motivates me more to be a singer as well. She says, you're not going to let other people to spoil your singing career whatever they're saying to you, if it's bad or if it's good. But when it's it's bad, I mean, when they talk bad at you, just ignore them and continue on with whatever you're doing because it's going to get you to somewhere and in some place you have never been before.
4: What a wonderful big sister. Let's go back to the first time you sang in public. What do you remember about that moment you started to sing in public?
5: I remember that people... They recognize me, they know that I know how to sing, so I can see that the people are in love with my voice, I think, and I just love that, so this is the thing that's not going to stop me from doing what, (laughs) singing.
4: That's Solomon Island singer, Casey. She told me she is planning one more big cover, then she wants to begin recording her own music. Thanks to all my guests today, Casey, Abby from Samoa, Vika from Fiji and fabulous Tongan sisters, Linda and Vika Bull. And don't forget, if you are an original unsigned musician, ABC Radio Australia runs the Pacific Break competition each year. Thank you so much for joining me. Hilda Wayne for Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia a weekly show by Pacific Islands Women for Pacific Islands Women, where we get together to talk about the issues that are important to us. If you've missed an episode of the show, catch up on our podcast. In the Pacific, just search for Sisters Let's Talk wherever you get your podcasts. If you're in Australia, you can listen to Sisters Let's Talk on the ABC Listen app. If you've got a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message anytime at the ABC Radio Australia Facebook page or email sisters at abc.net.au. That is S-I-S-T-A-S at abc.net.au. Next time on Sisters, let's talk. How important is the slow food movement to improving the health of Pacific Islanders? I'll speak to the woman leading the charge in Papua New Guinea. We can see the similarities in our cultures. Um, You know, say Vanuatu is a different country. uh, Solomon Islands is another country of its own. But you can see through the food and some of the cooking methods how we are still very much the same with our cultures and our customs. And you can see that link. Jennifer Bang will join me in conversation next time on Sisters Let's Talk. Sisters Let's Talk is presented and produced by me, Hilda Wayne. Our supervising producer is Kim Lester. Executive producer is Inga Stunzner. Our commissioning editor is Ilaria Walker. Sisters Let's Talk is an ABC Radio Australia production. I'm Tasol next time.